Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. This is episode number 42. But finally, in honor of this episode, can you say 42 in Espanol? I certainly cannot. Neither can I. I can say it in, uh, oh no, I can't. I can't say, you were going to say French, weren't you? I was you? going to, but then I forgot what 40 is. I know what 20 is. Let's just say 20 in French. 22. That's 24. Okay, so episode number 42 in if you reverse that, English then. and 20 <laughs> in, uh, in French. No, that that's 24. 24, so just swing, swing yeah, it around. You just have to reverse swing it. Swing around De and vent. pretend like that this is <laughs> this episode. So you can find us online if you go to scarysavannahandbeyond.com. You can find us on all social media platforms by looking for the username at Scary Savannah. Please, my lovely co-host here in her lovely loveliness needs some coffees, and that will help support our podcast if you could do that by going to our website, looking in the bottom left-hand corner of the browser, clicking on the Buy Me a Coffee icon, and buy her between 1 and 17 coffees. Yeah, we need iced coffee. It's hot in here. It is very hot. And for some reason, she's wearing a sweater. I don't understand it. It's very, like, you know, breezy. Very breathy. Yeah. It's breathing. Well, breezy. Yeah, breezy. I know. Like the cabs. But it's a nice color because no one can tell if you're sweating. Yeah. Unlike my shirt, which by the end of the episode, I'll probably be soaking wet because (laughs) it's a million degrees in here with all these lights. All these lights. No. Okay. But they're staying on. You know, this room's haunted, right? I know. You can also find exclusive episodes and content on our Patreon. So if you go to our website and click on the tab at the top that says Patreon, there's a humongous, ginormous yellow button that says, yeah, I made that word up for the purposes of this episode Mm. so that people could know how to find it. We have new episodes come out at least one a week and also some little tidbits and other things that come out that you can only find on our Patreon. Yeah, we got a lot of new stuff coming. Yes, so please go check that out and join up. Also, we want you to enter our merchandise giveaway that we give away at the beginning of each month. All you got to do is go to our website, look for the tab that says giveaways. Strangely enough, I hit it behind that one and enter the info, submit the giveaway, and uh, we will hopefully let you win on our big wheel game show. Yeah, the wheel of winners. And you might be that winner. You might be. You could be. I should dress up as Drew Carey one time on these episodes. I should be like a game show host and just build the tension, the excitement throughout the entire episode. You don't look anything like Drew Carey, though. You'd have to pick a different... Wink Martindale. Mm, Yeah, I could see that. I don't know what he looks like, but I want to... The name is cool. Also, we have a new thing. If you go see a tab on top of our website, you will see that it says there's story requests. And if there's anything you'd like to hear about, we'd love to hear from you. So go click on that. And find a form that you can put in any kind of information you want. And if there's a story you think would be good for us and you'd like to hear us cover it, that's how you submit it to us. Yeah, we've got a few of those. So we need some more so we can do like a whole episode of listener requests. Yes, we'd like to start doing that regularly. So if you're interested, please go do it and send it to us. And we'll definitely make sure to give you the shout out and the credit for the story idea when we talk about it in my weird ways and hers and and her educational ways. Yeah, when I write the script yeah, and I you read them. it. I write them sometimes. <laughs> so, Crystal, how have you been this week? 
It's been a really good week. The Braves are destroying the Mets. Currently, currently. as of this recording. Yeah, they haven't started tonight. They still so have that's two up, games to play for, against them. Yeah. And we've gotten in a lot of extra board gaming time. We've been able to work that in somehow. We mentioned in a previous episode that we're big fans of board gaming. And when I say board gaming, I'm talking about, you know, advanced yeah, board meaty gaming. games, not meaty just gaming. baby games. Yeah, we're into that. And we were able to start picking that hobby back up. And we're getting really into it again. And I beat her last yeah, night. Yeah, we were supposed to record last night. Instead, we played the game. I and knew, you finally won. I knew this would happen. Yeah, she knew I was spiraling into depression. It took 10 tries before you finally... Spiraling (laughs) into depression. Because she would rub it in my face. She'd always be like, I should get something for winning. And I'd be like, you always win. It's not fair. You shouldn't get something. But then I ended up giving her a a back rub. Yeah, you do. (laughs) I'm a pretty good husband that way. You are. So this is going to be a fun episode. This week, we're going to Mexico. Besides great food... Not going to Juarez, right? No. Are there any stories from Juarez? Uh, sort of. Cool. Besides great food, they also have some pretty cool urban legends. And we're going to talk about a few of them, starting with the White Death. This already sounds like an uplifting episode for all people involved. It is. The White Death is a vengeful female spirit. Oh, that's a creepy picture. I know. Who only hunts down people who know about her existence. So if you don't want to know about her, you should probably fast forward through this segment. But playing the devil's advocate here, you've already doomed everybody. Well, they can, they don't know what she is yet. Oh, you have to know what she is. Yeah. So if they just fast forward through this, yeah. So just go ahead and skip the whole episode, basically, because it probably just goes downhill from here. This is the spirit of a young girl dressed in white, of course, with what else? Fuchsia. Cold black eyes. And she weeps blood. So basically, she's like an episode of Shudder, any Hmm. series you want to watch on Shudder. Not sure of her origin story, why is she dressed in white, why is she crying, why does she want to kill everyone? No one seems to know. <laughs> she wants to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Delightful. She appears to glide rather than walk, and she will stalk her victims and chase them down like animals, following them back to their homes, where she waits until nighttime, then knocks at their door. Oh. If she knocks once, that means she wants your skin. <laughs> if she knocks twice... She wants your hair. I guess I'd be in trouble. Well, what is, are there additional knock cadences here? Yes. Oh, well, what are those? If she knocks three times, she wants your bones. Not sure how she can just take the bones out, but okay. So why can't she just take the whole package? She's picky. I mean, just knock and then get the whole package and, you know, let, don't waste anything. Yeah, I mean, but- you come in here and you want the bones. Like, obviously, there's times when she wants the hair, and then she might want the skin. So, why waste all of that when you could take the whole package? Because I think it just makes you more scared not knowing what she wants from you. I think any of those three things would equate to death, right? Not the hair. If she just took your hair, you'd still be fine. Oh, okay. So, you're holding on for two knocks. Yes, yes, yes. If you only get two knocks, you're fine. Nice. If she knocks four times, she wants your heart. Dang. If she knocks five times, she wants your teeth. I guess that's not so bad. I guess you could get false teeth and be okay. She got a bite in an apple. How do you say that in Espanol? I have no idea. You took Spanish in high school. I also took algebra too, <laughs> but it doesn't mean I know how to algebra. It doesn't. If she knocks six times, she wants your eyes. So you would knock six times on my door then? I would. And if she knocks seven times... 
She wants your soul, which she will swallow whole. Imagine seeing this crazy girl following you home, then listening at the door and trying to keep track of the number of knocks and trying to remember what she wants. Terrifying. I'd be like, was that five knocks or was that six knocks? I know, we're like, I lost track. Or maybe she sort of like doesn't have a rhythm. Yeah, and maybe she, she just, pauses. You know, pauses. It could be five minutes. I don't know how ghosts operate. I know. I mean, I'm expecting a little bit of a, you know, like a metronome. She's going to be like, one, two, three, four. Mm. So Hopefully she'd hit me on the we'll one, never which would find be the five. Out. Hopefully we never find out. Well, I already don't want to go to Mexico. Thanks for your stories. And I imagine it's just going to spiral from here. Yeah, they don't get better. Wait a second. <laughs> There's more. So this is about El Cuco. Which already sounds amazing. It's also called Coco, and there's El a, Coco. it's got a it's got several different there's versions. There's a YouTube version of him too yeah. that I want to watch, but yeah. I doubt that's what we're talking about yeah. here. El Cuco is basically the Mexican version of the Boogeyman. Parents tell the story of El Cuco to scare their children into obedience. Parents and grandparents tell their children to stay off the streets late at night, or El Cuco will get them. If you misbehave, El Cuco will show up and put you in a bag and you'll never be heard from again. <laughs> Why does he need a bag? To carry the children away. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Why not a suitcase? Or a backpack? Well, well, it dates back before they had suitcases. Or like a it's steamer ancient. trunk. It's before that too. It's pretty ancient. This small, disgusting creature with glowing red eyes and razor-sharp teeth will hide in your closet or under your bed at night, and then he will take you away to his lair in the mountains and eat you. So you better go to sleep quickly, or he will get you. He is sometimes said to be a shapeshifter. He can appear as anything, such as your favorite animal. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> or a shadow that creeps across the floor which seems like an inefficient use of resources. He can make himself small enough to slip through the crack of your door. Mm-hmm. Legend says that El Cuco was based on a real man named Francisco Ortega, who I thought was a baseball player. No. But he would supposedly kidnap children to drink their blood because he believed it would cure his... Tuberculosis. So you're turning it back in. So it- the, the square is full circle now and the shoes on the other hand. One account of a possible encounter with El Cuco is as follows. I grew up in a small town in Mexico. My mother used to tell me ghost stories when I was a child, but none of them scared me as much as El Cuque. One day, I was angry and I cursed at my mother. She got very quiet and she looked at me with fury burning in her eyes. Slowly and calmly, she said, El cuque te va a respar los pies en la noche. Good. <laughs> that was almost not good. <laughs> Which means El cuque is going to scratch your feet tonight. Wow. Mm. This probably definitely set this person straight is what mm. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But they continue on. Something about the way she said it really scared me. That night, I went to bed, and it took me nearly two hours to fall asleep. The next morning, when I woke up, I got out of bed and noticed that my feet were sore. I looked down and saw that both of my feet had long, red scratches on them. It truly terrified me because I didn't know if El Cuque 
was real or if my mother was so crazy <laughs> that she scratched up my feet while I was asleep to teach me a lesson. These Latin American parents do not mess around, do they? They don't baby their children. No, They're like, go to bed, monster's going to get you. They take off their sandal and use that as a... Like to pop them like we do, like a little wooden spoon. And I only know that because somebody I know um, that is of Latino descent told me how that works. Oh, that's so, how they do it. Yeah, I think it's called a chocla, chocala, chocla, uh, is what they call uh, a, a flip-flop, I <laughs> well, think. It's efficient. It's right there on your foot. Just yeah. give them a little sweat. So we read that another person said their mom told them that she had El Cuco on speed dial. <laughs> and if she wouldn't go to bed... Her mom would threaten to call up El Cuco and have her taken away. I'm telling you, they just don't mess so around. So it's like we have Elf on the Shelf. Yeah. They have El Cuco <laughs> in the closet. It's like Elf on the Shelf will just tell Santa you've been bad. Yeah. El Cuco will scratch your feet. And take you away and eat you. Or presumably eat you in yeah. a cave, I'm guessing. This next one is called La, La Lechusa. Do you know what La Lechusa means in Spanish? If I'm going by the picture, I'm going to think horrific owl monster. It means owl. Okay, I was very close. Mm -hmm. La Lechusa is said to be a witch who was murdered by townsfolk after they found her practicing magic. That's how it works. To get her revenge on the town, she came back as a shapeshifter who can appear as an ordinary woman during the day. And by night, she appears as a seven-foot-tall owl with a 15-foot wingspan and an ugly woman's face. Mm. Some say she has the ability to control the weather. Convenient. Either way, she hangs out in trees looking for people to kill. It's said that if you hear a bird screech at night, it's an omen that La Lechusa is looking for her next meal. That's what I would think. Once she's chosen a victim, she changes her voice to sound like a baby. You'll hear her on your doorstep, and when you walk out to investigate... I'm a baby. <laughs> Don't pay any attention to the wings. When you do, she will pounce. It's said she can carry away a fully grown man. Mm. So, moral of the story is, if you hear a baby crying outside, Ignore and it. you're in Mexico, I mean, it sounds crude, it sounds uncaring and heartless, but you've got to watch out for la lechusa. <laughs> Sometimes, instead of crying like a baby, she'll just whistle. If you respond, she takes you away after scratching your eyes out. She don't like cat calls, is what you're saying, huh? <laughs> Sometimes, she mixes it up by finding a car full of delicious-looking people. She will fly down and land <laughs> so in what? the middle of Hold the road. <laughs> so what constitutes delicious-looking people? I don't know. She must have a type. A type? Mm -hmm. You think specify. I would be her type? Probably. Why? Well, I don't know. We're not fat enough. She might like fat Maybe she likes gamey stuff. Oh, that's true. And she would true. like me. Because mm, you eat a lot of meat. Yes. Please continue. <laughs> She'll fly down and land in the middle of the road. And when the car slows down for the bird to move, she attacks. <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> she whistles. If you're looking to defend yourself from La Lechusa, don't try to shoot her. It's claimed that if you do, you will be the one that ends up dead. I think that La Lechusa probably started that rumor herself. Probably. Good PR. Well, she's trying. It might be the only way to kill her. Yeah. Start the rumor. Yeah. Nobody shoots her. Try not to dream about La Lechusa <laughs> or a family member may die. So don't let this go with you after this to bed. Well, I'll tell you one thing I'm not going to do is control my dreams and keep La Lechusa out. Sometimes she appears to people and doesn't eat them. 
Sometimes she just likes to be an omen. After encounters with La Lechusa, catastrophes occur, such as tornadoes or hurricanes. Although few survive coming face-to-face with La Lechusa, you can try throwing salt at her or try screaming and running away. Now let us know if any of you out there successfully survives a meeting with the owl woman, La Lechusa. Yes, please do, because yeah. I would love Write to hear us, your please. story. Yes, please. So next time you hear a, uh, a whistle or a baby. Or a whistling baby, or if you appear to be a delicious person in an automotive vehicle, a seven foot tall owl in the middle of the road with an ugly woman's face. Now, if it's a beautiful woman's face, or if it's an old dude's face, then that's a completely different creature. I recommend looking that up in your personal encyclopedia of cryptid creatures. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's going to take us to the next story, which is about the red car or carriage of witches or el carro. De las Brujas. Three witches disguised as beautiful women travel the roads between Mexico City and Cuernavaca at night looking for a man alone. When they find one, they try to get him in the car. If they do, he is usually found dead on the side of the road the next morning with arcane symbols carved into his body. It's said that these men are used as sacrifices to the devil. And the car is red because of the blood of the victims. And of course, it's red. Of course. So I guess the lesson here is don't hitchhike on the roads between Mexico City and Cuernavaca. I guess the other name for them, the carriage of witches, maybe before they had cars, they would drive around in carriages maybe and look for men whose horses had broke down. Because yeah, you what gotta I'm hate it when a horse blows <laughs> out a tire. Exactly. The next one is called The Alley of the Hands. Mm -hmm. The year was 1780, and a priest came to the small town of Alfalfa, Mexico. He hired two young boys to help him with his daily tasks. One November day, the priest and his young charges went about the city collecting donations for the church. When they returned, the boys went back to their homes for dinner. The priest was quite tired from the day's activities, so he turned in early. When the boys returned to the priest's home... They found the priest lying in a pool of blood. He had been murdered. Dun, dun, dun. Terrified, the boys ran to the police to report the crime. The police couldn't figure out who would want to kill a priest. When no suspects turned up, the police turned their attention to the two boys. After interrogation, the boys began to blame each other. Whether they really did it or not, who knows? We all know how police can coax false confessions with enough pressure. Anyways, the boys were found guilty and sentenced to hang. No shock there. Yeah. After the boys were hung, they also cut off their hands and hung them on the wall in the alley next to the priest's home as a warning to others. Since then, the alley has been known as the Alley of the Hands. Whenever people would pass through, they would say a prayer and make the sign of the cross. After a while, they took the hands off the wall and buried them. But a few days later, they were back on the wall. Another done, done, done. Every time they took the hands down and buried them, they would always reappear on the wall. This went on for years until the area was renovated and the alley was torn down. But they say if you go into that area sometimes in the month of November and stand in the area where the alley once was, you will see skeletal hands floating towards you. You might even see the ghost of the priest as he disappears around the corner. This one sounds pretty interesting, really. Actually, yeah, I like skeletal that. Hands. that. That seems like that'd be a cool short story. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I'm sure somebody's turned it into a story, or it might actually be a story. 
Yeah, I think it really happened. I think it happened this, too. This, yeah, I'm I sure read it, it on scaryforkids.com. It has to be credible. Yeah, that's uh, one of the sources she used to gather mm-hmm. the information here. It's a really cool website. That'll bring us to the Phantom of the Park. And oh my goodness, is this terrifying looking. Yeah, that does look scary. Benito Juarez Park is situated in the small city of Jaral del Progreso. They built this lovely park over an old, forgotten cemetery. Locals believe this disturbed the spirits and released a curse. Every night, the park benches were being vandalized, so they hired a security guard to keep watch. One night, he heard a woman crying, so he went to check it out. He saw the shadowy figure of a woman dressed in a white dress near the park benches. When he approached the woman, he saw she had no legs and was floating. Without warning, she attacked him. Luckily, he escaped and told his boss the following morning. Soon after, however, he became ill. Doctors were unable to diagnose him, and sadly, he died only a few short days later. Another guard was hired, and he too was attacked and became ill. He told the same story as the first guard. He too, you called it, died of an undiagnosed illness. Mm. Locals are all too aware of this and avoid the park late at night. Anyone unfortunate enough to encounter the phantom of the park will soon fall ill and possibly die. As a precaution to you, although I know it's one of your top three places to visit, Mm -hmm. stay out of Benito Juarez Park, especially at night, or you too may run into this phantom who apparently hates park benches. (laughs) She hates these benches. 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 <laughs> Up next is La Malinche. This legend dates back all the way to 1522 when a noble Aztec woman named La Malinche married a Spanish conquistador named Cortez. They had two children. Cortez decided he was going to leave La Malinche and take her two children back to Spain. Mm. La Malinche had a dream where the gods appeared to her and said, If you let him take your children, One of them will return and destroy your people. So she made the decision to take her children and flee. Cortez and his soldiers chased them down to the lake where Mexico City now sits. Before they could be captured, La Malinche took a dagger and plunged it into the hearts of both of her children. She then threw their bodies into the lake. She screamed into the night. For centuries since then, many families report seeing her ghost wandering the streets still grieving the loss of her children. Families hide their children from her for fear that she will mistake them for her own. They got some jacked up ghosts in Mexico. Yeah, a lot of vengeful, angry, angry ladies. Sounds like it. And it's yeah. not just the, the ladies that I spend time around. They're usually angry. You're angry. <laughs> Layla's angry. Coffee's angry. Everybody's mad They're not at me. angry if They're you're doing vengeful. things, like if you're taking out the trash, if you're feeding us Which on I'm time. Which I'm going to do. Yeah, so... Picking up the cans off your office desk. Which I'm going to do. You know, I will drink a flat drink. I will do it. He drinks sparkling waters that have been sitting there for two days and they have no carbonation left or flavor. Room temperature. Just takes weird. Just water at that point, honestly. I know, like just get a glass of water. I feel bad about wasting them. (laughs) So that's going to bring us to the next story, which is about La Planchada. In the 1930s, a nurse named 
Eulalia worked at Hospital Juarez. She was known for her crisply ironed uniforms, giving her the nickname La Planchada, which translates to the Ironed Lady. So this Eulalia was in love with a doctor who, unbeknownst to her, was engaged to another woman. What chicanery. Mm-hmm. One day he told her he was going on a business trip. <laughs> I like to see it as out to buy cigarettes. <laughs> but really he was going on his honeymoon with his new wife. When learning of his trickery, Eulalia became overcome with grief and fell ill. I can already see this is going vengeful. Yeah. I feel it's going vengeful. She never recovered and soon died. Ever since then, she has been spotted still roaming the halls of Hospital Juarez. It's said that if she appears to a patient, they will be cured of whatever is ailing them. She's still being How a good nice nurse. of her. Mm-hmm. So she seems like a good spirit. There are several versions of this story floating around out there in the ether. Mm-hmm. You like what I'm doing there? The ether, that's uh, a medical term. Like you it. might want to look yeah, up. I know what it is. Some versions say she has a deep hatred for other nurses. But it seems like most people who encounter her think she has the power to heal. Mm-hmm. So she's vengeful against nurses. Yeah, sometimes on well, some versions. Just depends on who you talk to. All right. This next one is probably the most well-known urban legend in Mexican folklore. Okay, this one is crazy, freaky, scary looking. It's La Llorona. And there's movies and all kinds of stuff out there about this, and I've never heard of her. Known as the weeping woman, La Llorona is said to be the spirit of a woman that can bring harm to those that hear her wails. Although there are many versions of her story, most give her the name Maria. Maria was a beautiful peasant girl who was also very vain. She used her good looks to marry a wealthy rancher who passed through their village. His family did not approve of their union because of her being from a poor family. Despite this, the couple went on to have two children. Over time, the man started spending more and more time out of town and giving little attention to Maria. One day, while walking along the banks of the river with her children, Maria saw her husband with another woman, a woman who appeared to be wealthy. This sent Maria into a rage. Now, see, first of all, maybe she should have just asked questions. It could have been his cousin. It could have been been a misunderstanding. Yeah, you didn't get any facts, and this is what she does. But let me ask you this. Is it a misunderstanding? Not according to what she believed. Who knows? He probably. I mean, he probably was, but, you know, I think I would at least ask. There was some chicanery going on. Confront them first, then do this. She threw her children into the river. That's always a first step that a maniac does, Mm -hmm. I guess. As they began to drown, she regretted her rash decision and tried to save them, but unfortunately wasn't able to. Maria was so distraught over her actions that she drowned herself in the same river. When her body washed up on shore, the people of the village buried her. But they were kept up all night by the sounds of a wailing woman crying, Where are my children? Legend has it that she wanders around looking to kidnap children, believing they are her own. Children are warned by their parents that if they ever misbehave, La Llorona will kidnap them and eat them, or that if they go out after dark, they will see her. Many adults, even to this day, who grew up listening to these stories, say that they do believe in La Llorona. I would hate to see this creature. That's just freaky. I I say that, and then I come upon our next story. I love this one. The Ugly Baby. That's the name. 
On a rainy Monday night, a pregnant lady fell down the stairs of her home. Somehow, she made her way to the hospital emergency room where doctors assessed her critical condition. They rushed her into surgery and had to perform a C-section. Unfortunately, the mother and baby both died during the procedure. The doctor removed the baby from its mother's womb and was shocked by what he saw. The baby was hideous in appearance. Its skin was a purplish gray. The head was misshapen and its face was wrinkled like an old man. The hospital staff placed the baby in a crib where nurses kept coming by to see the grisly sight. They just couldn't get over how awful this creature was, which to me sounds extremely insensitive of the medical staff in question here. It was. Two nurses were standing over the infant when one of them said, it's probably better that he didn't survive. That's how ugly she thought he was. Oh, man. I feel bad for the baby. I know. With that, the baby's black eye sprung open, and with a low, guttural growl, he said, I may be ugly, but what is more ugly still is what will happen to you Thursday at 3 p.m. So he sounds like a man. I think that goes along with his disfigured countenance. I think it does. And the wrinkles. It's all I can see is Virgil Earp, though, but okay. Having made his declaration, the baby closed his eyes. The nurses began screaming, and a doctor came in and checked the baby's vital signs, confirming it was, in fact, deceased. Mm -hmm. The other hospital staff tried to assure the nurses they must have just imagined the whole thing, but they were hysterical, as you would imagine they would be in a situation like this. Yeah, I would be. They could not be calmed down, and the doctor had to give them sedatives. (laughs) They refused to come to work the next couple of days, even though a psychiatrist assured them it was just a hallucination, like a shared psychosis. Maybe a folly ado, like we learned about with the Pappen sisters. That's what they told him. They returned to work on Thursday, and at 3 p.m., a gas storage tank exploded, killing only the two nurses. Okay, so the baby told him. Yeah, so why'd they come back to work? Thursday at three. Of course, it could have happened anywhere. He didn't say where they had to be. I think I wouldn't have been with the other nurse, but there could be two separate freak accidents. Yeah, I mean, there could have been like an avalanche. Yeah, it could have destroyed the whole town. In Mexico. Yeah. An avalanche. An avalanche of sand. In the desert. <laughs> could have happened. Could have. The ugly baby's prediction had come true. I wonder what they did with its body. Uh, probably put it in a jar jar and made a movie prop out of it. Probably. This last story is basically why I decided to do this episode. I heard about this and I thought it was really interesting. I've been looking forward to this one. It's called The House of Tubes or La Casa de los Tubos. And it's an abandoned house located in Monterey, Mexico. Built in the 1970s, it has never been inhabited until now. Until now. Yeah. An update on it. The outside resembles large concrete cylindrical vertical tubes with the rest of the house being a series of ramps. The story goes as follows. In the 1970s, a wealthy couple had a daughter who was confined to a wheelchair. They wanted their daughter to have a home where she could have complete freedom, so they decided to build a custom home for her to enjoy. They designed every aspect with her in mind. The home was spacious with ramps leading up in all directions so she could navigate independently. Construction on the home was progressing, and the little girl was excited to see her future home. She begged her father to show her the progress, so the parents took her over to check it out. 
On the day they arrived, construction workers were busy finishing up the home. Suddenly, screams shattered the happy atmosphere. The family, along with the construction crew, rushed towards the sounds of the screams and found that two workers had been crushed to death by falling concrete. Unfortunate. Mm -hmm. The rest of their crew refused to continue work on the home. They had had previous negative experiences, such as tools going missing, but this was just too much for them. Eventually, the family was able to find a new crew to continue construction. Excitement returned as the home neared the end of construction. The girl was anxious to go back and see the home designed just for her. Again, the parents took her over for a visit. She began exploring the home on her own, wheeling herself up the ramps. The parents allowed her to take off on her own, believing the house was safe for her. As she was going up a ramp to the highest level, she suddenly lost control and began rolling backwards down the ramp and sadly plummeted out an open window. She died on impact. Well, that is depressing. Her family was so distraught and decided they would never live in the house. The house sat vacant for many years. They placed it for sale, but all the rumors and stories scared buyers away. Finally, another wealthy family with a young son decided to check out the house. The young boy was running around exploring the house. He makes his way up to the top ramp where his parents see him fighting with a young girl. She grabs the boy and they tumble out the window. They rush to find their son, but he is dead on the ground below and the little girl is gone. Oh, that's creepy. Mm -hmm. The family did not buy the house and it continued to scare people for many years as the tales took on a life of their own. Finally, in 2020, the house was purchased and renovated, and you have to see this place. It's gorgeous. It's everything. It's spectacular. I'm going to post a link to a YouTube video that shows the architecture firm that designed and renovated. That's probably up here somewhere. Yeah, it's really impressive. Over there. I couldn't find any news from the current owners as to the status of any current hauntings. Most likely, it was all made up, and we'll never know the true story of the House of Tubes and why it's set abandoned for 50 years. I did see in that video, there was a good dog running around in the backyard. He seemed happy, so this story has a happy ending. Uh, really, it's all it takes is to see the dog being happy. Yeah, he didn't see any ghosts. He yeah. didn't look like he was like chasing anything. You're always more concerned about the dogs than you are the people in the horror movies we watch. I, so. I know. You kill a dog, I'm out of the yeah, show. Yeah, that's why she has issues with Stephen King. When she's reading Stephen oh, King novels, gosh, for some reason. Oh, gosh, he introduces a dog, it's you gonna know die. it's getting murdered. He's going to kill it. He in kills a it every way, time. Every time. Why do you do this, Stephen King? I don't know. On the off chance you're watching this podcast, Stephen <laughs> King, I want to ask you this question. Why do you kill the dogs? I think it's shock value. That's like, I don't even care if you kill the people. Yeah, kill Half them the all. Half the time, I want you to kill Please, them. Please, just kill them all, but save uh, the dog. Yeah, the dog didn't do nothing well, to you. Well, then I guess Cujo like, was the, the bad guy. So he killed everyone. Well, maybe he did. Yeah. But, you know, the random dog that appears mm -hmm. in chapter 16, page 14, just to get slaughtered by a random murderer. I think the most recent thing I read was um, Nosferatu. Was that not even him? That was his son, wasn't it? That was his son. And it had a dog in it that got murdered. I didn't get to that point of the book. I just I watched did. the TV show. Yeah, the dog wasn't in the TV show. But so the I book. don't want to read the book now. Yeah, don't read the book. Okay, so that's going to wrap up the stories about the ghosts in Mexico for today, which is going to bring us to... They got to, some really fun ghosts out there. do have some really fun ghosts. They'll claw your face off, tear your hair out, yeah. pull your bones take out of your, your body, out, take your teeth. Take you for a ride in the red car. Yeah, and then dump you off dead on the side of the highway. It's just but so much... But at least you have like new like arcane symbols, kind of like tattoos. They look cool. Activities galore. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll find an ugly baby. And if you don't get killed, you'll end up in hospital or as. Mm -hmm. And they'll take good care of you, <laughs> as long as you're not a nurse. Exactly.
So that'll bring us to the part of the show where we like to... Insert graphic here. Correct. What What we're we're watching. watching. So this week, we will wrap up with our current slate of reviews on the Netflix, which not even Netflix for this last season. It was Chiller was the original, and then we watched it on uh, Amazon. Amazon. And that would be the 2021 season four of Slasher. This particular season is called Flesh and Blood. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is the synopsis from IMDb about the show. As the various members of the Galloway family gather to depart for their annual reunion, years-long tensions and rivalries flare up as they arrive at the private island home of Patriarch Spencer. After receiving shocking news about his end-of-life plans, the group is faced with the resumption of a long-dormant round of cruel family competitions from the past. Yeah, you talk about dysfunctional. This was messed up. family is so dysfunctional. You've got the old man who's dying, so he's going to make his whole family play a game in order to inherit his wealth. Yes. So only one of them can win. Only one can win. Mm -hmm. And only one can... Because we can't tell you, (laughs) because then we'll give it away. I love the concept of this, because it's like each... Like, they have to play all these different games. Yes. And And they start off innocuous enough. No, it didn't. The first well, one. it starts, and then all of a sudden, it's like yeah. in the middle of the first game. It's like, oh, now here's the tension getting... Well, they show you in the very beginning opening scene how crazy their family was with the bear, bear traps. traps. And the great, like, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of... It's not like, it's oh, sort of we're going to play tug of war. It's like, we're going to uh, knock you onto some spikes. Yeah, it is a messed up thing. And this is just like the other ones we've told you. Very graphic. It is extremely graphically violent to the point of comedically stupid mm-hmm. graphic violence. Mm-hmm. One of the final it deaths on this ridiculous. show is just so completely out there. And there's a scene where a corpse is being searched through, searched through for a clue for like five minutes. Mm. And it's just disgusting. It was repulsive, and I couldn't watch it. I was but it's an important part of the story. The whole time, why they do it and who they're doing it to is an important part of the story. So, Crystal, how what are your feelings about this season of Slasher? I'm going to rate it the highest of all of them so far. I'll give it an 11. Oh, I thought you meant you were going to give it the highest rating of anything we've done so far. No, 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 no. Of of the series, of the series, I'll give it an 11. I am because the because the characters and the story were over the top and just crazy and it just kept getting crazier. They just went up at every time on how they come up with these. Uh, every season, it just deaths. gets more and more like they're trying to outdo themselves. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what is up in season five. I bet it gets even crazier. Yeah, I'm personally going to give this episode a ten out of twelve dog treats. I. Really like the show, but I like season three better. I felt like the story was more interesting to me in season three because in season four, it feels like once you catch on to what's happening, then it's just a matter of, oh, we're just whittling down every episode and who's it going to be. And I also didn't like the way they revealed the killer as much Mm -hmm. because it feels like they sort of cheat you on it because things happen. Where you think you figure it out, and I thought I figured it out immediately, mm-hmm. but they 
leave a lot of red herrings and, and direct you towards certain people. And as it goes on, you'll think it, it was this person maybe or that person or this person. But by the end, they've whittled it down to a handful of people. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, what has well, there's to three be? three left and you're like, well, it has to be this one. It has to be this one, but mm-hmm. maybe it isn't. So mm-hmm. you'll know when you watch it. I can't really say more about it without giving something away. Yeah, but I say watch it if you can take the gore. Yeah, only if you can take the gore because mm-hmm. it is extremely You can cover your eyes like I do during graphic. those parts. Yes, it gets pretty nasty mm-hmm. at points in this, disgusting. in this season. So that's going to wrap it up for that, which brings us to the portion of the show we like to call Layla, Layla and, and Coffee, Coffee Talk. Talk. Have you written their little song yet? I have not written them a jingle yet, but perhaps since we're going to open mic night tonight after we record this, I can ask that musician Hop to maybe sing us a little jingle. Yeah, that'd be great. Basically sounds like the guy from Mumford Mumford and and Sons, Sons. and I'm not exaggerating when I say his voice has got that quality. Yeah, that would be cool. It would be cool. Layla and You know, (laughs) that's like a A really... banjo. That's like a a rough... And he plays banjo. Yeah. Oddly enough. (laughs) So, what is it that happened this week that had our dogs so excited? Well, they had a visit from the exterminator who comes once a month and oh, they, they lose hate their mind. The exterminator hate him so much. So, were they outside when he came? No, they were in the house. Oh, and they went up and barked and barked and barked and barked and barked as they do. And he knocks on the door to say, "Can you please put your dogs away so that I can do what I need to do?" And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, they're they're good. Give me two minutes to go make sure all possible avenues of escape are closed." <laughs> and they also got their new bark box this week, and the theme was Italy. It was very entertaining for them, and one of the toys was a pizza. It was, and Layla laid down and guarded it for most of the night. Yeah, she didn't want coffee anywhere. She didn't play near. with it. Well, she did for like 10 minutes, and then she just sits there and guards it. Yeah, she tears the tag off of it. So we don't bother taking the tags off, because one of their favorite things to do, other than gutting the toys, is tearing the tag off of the toys. Yeah, and then today I found coffee had gotten a hold of uh, Layla's pizza. Oh, no. Yeah, she didn't tear it up, though. It's still all in one piece. These two toys seem to be a little bit sturdier than some others, although I did notice that before the night was over, she had already gutted hers. Yeah, she got a little squirrel on a Vespa. Vespa. Yeah, and they got some new treats, of course. And that is always a good day in Layla and Coffee Land. Yeah, so they are very satisfied this week. So if you want to find us online, go to scarysavannahandbeyond.com. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the user at scarysavannah. Please go and check out our Patreon page. We've been working hard on that. We're going to have more and more new things come out. And every week, at least once a week, we're coming out with a bonus Patreon episode. And we're currently in a series about cryptids. And we had played a version of that one of those episodes earlier. So you can get an idea of what you can expect from said episodes. Yeah, we also have a new segment called Banter with Brett, where I ask you 10 random questions. You do, and I have 10 random answers which go off the rails really fast. And if you enjoy complete nonsense, please. Yeah. And it's not all we do, but, you know, it's something we do. (laughs) It's something. (laughs) So check that out. You can go to our website at the top. There's a tab that says Patreon. Click on that, and there's a humongous yellow button that will take you right to the Patreon. Put that there. Special for your mama. I did, just for my mama. But (laughs) everyone else can use it as well. It's very easy to navigate. 
Also, please make sure to enter our merchandise giveaway. Once a month, we give away either a shirt or a coffee mug. All you have to do is go to our website, click on the giveaways tab, and follow the easy instructions to enter into the game show where we run the Wheel of Prizes. No, it's the Wheel of Winners. The Wheel of Winners. <laughs> Get it right. It's still sort of a fluid situation is mm-hmm. what I'm saying here. You can also find our merchandise store on our website. Click on store and find all kinds of cool shirts, hats, mugs, backpacks. No shoelaces yet, unfortunately, mm. but I'm still, still waiting on my shoelaces. Still working on that. And the last thing we'd like to ask you to do is to submit your story requests to us. We want to hear from our listeners to see if there is some particular topic, whether it's paranormal or true crime or even an oddity that you would like us to cover. So if you go to our webpage and click on the story request tab at the top, you can give us an idea of something you'd like to hear. And if we use it on the episode, we will definitely credit you and call you out by name and let you know that this story idea came from such and such. So I believe that is going to bring us to the part of our episode where I like to hear you say the words. Join us next time in Savannah where the ghosts and the good times live on. But do you know who don't? El Cuco? No, El Cuco lives on. He's in this closet right now. I saw it shaking earlier today, and I'm like, this place is haunted. We gone. Cuco is coming. (laughs) 